What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast. Brian is back from Las Vegas. The round of eight rolls on as we head to Homestead, Miami. The Kevin Harvick celebration obviously got the Budweiser car out for him. Uh, we'll talk about how how Vegas went from both DraftKings and betting. We'll talk. Uh, we'll we'll spin it forward. Look at Homestead. We'll talk about Kyle Larson's price and uh, if you should even consider it at this point. All that and more on today's Angle of Pursuit podcast. Ross Chastain used the wall all the way around this racetrack. Logano has been the class of the field. Check out the big brain on Brad. Yeah, I need to change my underwear. Ryan Twining, back from Vegas. How did Sin City treat you uh, both physically and uh, in your pocketbook? Well, physically it, it was fine. Like I I've said this before. I don't, I don't do Vegas the same way as most other people. And because I was actually at the track, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday for basically the entirety of all those days, I didn't really have the energy to do anything other than go home, have a beer, have dinner and then go right to bed. Yeah. Um, but overall it was a great experience. It's, it's quite different seeing seeing a race from like behind the curtain as it is from being in the in the stands from a fan's perspective but it was an awesome experience i hopefully i'll be able to get to i'll get to do it again um get a little more active with with what i'm doing there too and then you know if we can get both of us there maybe we could record a show from there we could record videos like there it's it's an awesome way to actually cover the sport and definitely something that uh I look forward to doing in the future. Like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. We'll yep. see what we can do. Uh, yeah, it looked like an, an incredible experience. Obviously, it's cool to be on the other side to be able to talk to the, some of the drivers and the pit crew yep. and get that going. And I think doing Vegas the way you do Vegas, it makes it a lot more um, feasible to do it on a regular basis, to do it um, oh, for yeah. a few more days. Because if you do the... If you do the strip thing and you're drinking 24 <laughs> seven, I would, I would not survive. Let's yeah, just say two that. days is like the maximum. But if you do it the way you did it, spend time at the track and ends up making things. Okay. Let's recap the week. That was, I'll present the screen. I am extremely annoyed with Vegas, uh, a track that I love a track that traditionally have done very, very well at, uh, lots of red for both of us. Uh, Bubba yeah. Wallace. Shouts to Bubba Wallace, who, despite looking great, um, you know, all practice and qualifying, ends up finishing 13th. Uh, Byron finished seventh at a top five on him. Uh, Logano was the top forward. He was not really that guy, so I'm I'm okay with that one. That was more of a longer shot. Uh, Chastain over Brad K. Of course, Brad K. Uh, destroyed us. Uh, we talked about it all week. We're both fading him. So, of course, he was going to pop up, yep. have an amazing race, and finish fourth. One spot in front of the <laughs> aforementioned Ross Chastain. Yep. Um, we'll talk Denny here in a second. I want to pick your brain. Uh, Burton over Haley, plus 175. Thank you very much. At least Bubba. somebody got has some green. That's Bubba over Busher. Busher finishes eleventh, of course. RFK um, looking really good. Priest over Cindric. Uh, of course, Cindric does just a little bit better. Um, so it was just a frustrating week. It feels like if I needed a guy to finish tenth, he finished eleventh. If I needed a guy to finish fifth, yep. he finished sixth or seventh. 
if I needed a guy to win a head to head, he had a great race, but the guy that he was head to head with would have a little bit better of a race. So, um, you know, I, I don't mind losing, especially when I'm clearly on the wrong side, but I felt like I was so close to having a really strong week and, uh, didn't work out. Uh, so yeah, I, I I was going to say, I think our, definitely our biggest and you know, a lot of other people in the industry, a lot of other smart people, in the industry's biggest miss was definitely Brad Keselowski. Yeah. He didn't look good in practice. And then all of a sudden come Sunday, he was able to manufacture a good track position. <laughs> Who would have guessed it? And yeah. then he was able to stay there and he actually yeah. battled for the lead at some points in the race. And he was extremely difficult to pass. So, uh, that was definitely the biggest miss. I, of course, Ryan freaking Blaney. He looked fantastic to me. He had quite possibly the best long run speed from just, just watching it on the track. He yeah. was, you know, he got mired back in traffic because of a pit pit road snafu again. Um, like dude just has no luck there, but he was still able to manufacture a good race. And then you have the whole thing of him being disqualified and then NASCAR actually realizing that it was their template that effed up. Yeah. What a interesting weekend. I'm glad that Blaney didn't get penalized for something they probably didn't do on purpose, uh, yeah. or it was even wrong for that, for that nature. And yeah. then honestly, I feel like the biggest, mistake in bet was the chase Elliott top 10. <laughs> he was just bad all day. Bad, bad, um, bad. Wormy was on the NASCAR betting preview show. I highly recommend checking that out. If you, if you missed it, um, talked a little bit about Keselowski and yeah, he just manufactured a way to get to the front. And once he was there, he had enough speed to hang with those guys yeah. and what he needed to do. So, you know, he's really one of he's you know, he basically Joey Logano his way to the front and stayed up there all day. Um, so yeah, we, we all got smoked. Thanks to Brad. We also all got smoked. Thanks to Bubba. So yeah. just a rough week and then putting them both head to head. Uh, that's just not going to work. Luckily we, I listened to the pre-race poll. Uh, I listened to Chris Wormy talk about how Larson was going to dominate the race. I couldn't bet him to win stage one at like even money basically. Uh, but stage two, he was like three to one. Um, so I grabbed some of that and it salvaged my weekend. So yeah, I was also able, uh, I got Larson live at four to one at some yeah. point in the race when he was, it was during one of the long runs where Christopher Bell and Brad Kozlowski were out front by a couple of seconds. And I was like, oh, this number is way too good to pass up. So yeah. that did salvage my weekend. Yeah, I'm always a little gun shy with 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 uh, live bets just because sometimes I get a little too big for my britches and think I've yeah. got it all figured out. And then I end up looking like a dummy. But uh, Larson's clearly <laughs> somebody that you can you can jump on. Let's review some of these DraftKings lineups before we spin it forward. Uh, so this one had some pieces. I think you obviously need Larson. He was really, uh, really good. Yeah. Um, Chase Elliott stinker. 55% uh, of the field had him and he was just not good. Chastain was great. Uh, pulled the top five, looked really, really fast. Uh, LaJoy was solid. Burton was solid for two back markers. And then, uh, Byron and Reddick were okay. You want a little bit more for the salary you paid, but that's okay. Uh, this is the one that had Larson. So obviously that was a, a smash. Um, also had Justin also had Daniel Suarez shouts to track house. We'll spin that forward and talk about them. Cause Suarez starting 36 ends up finishing 15th. Looks really and that good. was in the backup car too. So yeah. they were, they were good as a team. Um, and Carson Hosevar, I think would have had a nice finish had he not wrecked. Um, yeah, he looked, we talked he a little bit fun. about him and kind of his upside 
going forward. Like he's somebody that's fast and looks really good. He's going to have to kind of figure out the actual race day minutia and not make so many mistakes. But if he can keep the car on the track, he's going to have a bright future in NASCAR. Uh, and then another lineup I built, uh, I did, we did the bell thing. Bell was really good all day. Um, I was really impressed with him from start to finish. Um, obviously had a good race, was able to stay near the front the whole day. Um, you know, Burton LaJoy, I just basically pivoted to bell instead of, um, instead of Larson. So pretty solid day. Um, but yeah, you know, not, not, not the, the cashing day I wanted, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, and what's interesting about Bell, I wanted to say, so uh, a lot of us in the media center, when when there was like 16 to go or whatever it was, and you could tell Bell had cut the lead and he was clipping off like two tenths every single lap, we were all like, damn, he's going to get there, if, whether it's like a lap to go or on the last lap. And we were just questioning whether or not Larson could hold on to the lead because the narrative about Kyle Larson, you know, you've heard the aforementioned Chris, Chris Wormy talk about it as he folds under the pressure and yep. you know, you kind of figured bell was going to get there and bell to me was probably the best car all day. And yeah, lo and behold, he got there, but Larson threw the block and bell didn't spin him, yep. which maybe c- could come back to bite him in the ass. You know, when you look at it for playoff features, championship yep. hopes, um, but you know, that definitely uh, not to get too, to, to elaborate here, I think that definitely helps Bell going forward into further seasons. Like, you know, Larson's probably going to look at that and be like, yo, this guy, he he didn't wreck me when he probably should have to win this race. And maybe he'll repay the favor, whether that's this week in Homestead, you know, Bell's got a fast car or if that's next season. But yeah, definitely gaining those, uh, I guess, in like NASCAR 05 terms, hero points uh, will play to Bell's favor in the future. You know damn well Denny would have put him in the wall if he had the oh, chance. Oh, Denny would have sent him to a obli- <laughs> Denny would have sent him through the solar eclipse. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> anybody uh, else, like any of the veterans, would have said, "Get the f out of my way! I'm turning you to win this race." It would have been really interesting to see if there was like a wreck towards the end. And we we got overtime. If Chris Bell could have passed him, but uh, you know, once Larson gets that. Get yeah. that lead, and if he can maintain it, it's really hard for him to pass. So, yeah, um, a lot to unpack there. So let's roll this forward because we have some stuff to talk about, Brian, uh, including Kyle Larson inside three to one, basically everywhere. He's around even money or plus one forty to win the NASCAR championship, which seems aggressive. Given we'll get to Phoenix, he's got to be at least two fifty, at least two to one. Like you got to get a better number than that. So. It, that's interesting to think about a lot to unpack this week. Obviously, another intermediate track. So there's stuff there. Um, there's also a lot of Darlington and Auto Club co- corollaries with the high tire wear. Um, a lot to think about. I was looking back at Auto Club. Auto Club feels like it was 10 years ago at this point. Like it feels so long ago that I'm, I was trying to figure out how much of it I really want to think about because like the names that popped up there haven't really been in the conversation. So I guess like I didn't do anything. How are you thinking about the race this week? 
Yeah, so I'm definitely weighing current form way more heavily than what we saw in the first month or two of the season because, you know, Auto Club, we didn't get practice. We didn't get qualifying. Teams just unloaded with what they had, and that's what they had to run that day. Um, And I think everybody would agree that even throughout the 2023 season, we've seen teams, you know, make so many adjustments. You've seen guys have the ebb and flow of a a season, and, you know, guys have – they had speed during the summer. They don't have speed now. They had speed in the spring. They didn't have speed in the summer. They got speed in the fall or vice versa. Like, I don't think you can really look at anything that happened early on in the year and have that correlate to much that's happening at this moment. So for me, it's more so who's doing good right now, who has speed, and then also taking into account, you know, less uh, who has done well at this track in the past. But something that crossed my mind during the NASCAR betting preview show, and I I wanted to ask the question on there. I just didn't get it in. I'm just really curious if the fact that this home that it, that Homestead is a playoff race, if that affects drivers like motivations and who is good and who isn't, and because of the finishing results here, and if there are guys that you know maybe who are traditionally in the playoffs and perform well here who won't perform well here because they're they're not racing for the same thing like this is a really unique spot in the playoffs because you have like for instance kyle larson this is something that uh really kind of blew me away post-race press conference for the champion kyle larson is on record of saying like he wants to kick the shit out of everybody this weekend at homestead i mean how much of that you can really take for you know 100 as they're they're going to go out for the win i who knows? But that being said, like Larson has zero pressure. Larson doesn't have to worry about stage points. He's incredible at this track. So for me, I definitely warrants him being at the top of the list. And I wouldn't care about what he's done uh, the rest of the season at similar tracks, knowing how good he is here. Yeah. And to your Larson point, like it's I mean, I guess through the, for the whole field, really. Like there's a lot of motivation. Who's excited? Who's racing for what? Uh, we talked about Larson a little bit before we recorded, but 2021, the year he won the cup championship, won the first race of the round of eight, went to another intermediate track in Kansas at that time. Yeah, he won that one. the win. Exactly. Uh, like the fact that, the, so I think it's interesting that people are trying to equate what Joey Logano did last year to a Kyle Larson, where Logano has not, does not have the history at these types of tracks where the high line is the preferred line. And also I don't think Logano and Larson are two are the same type of racer. Like Logano is very strategic about his stuff. He was, he knew like we need to put all of our eggs into Phoenix. Whereas Larson is just like, put me in the car and I'm going to race everybody for a victory. Yeah, and Larson's a lot like he's confident when he goes to Phoenix. He doesn't he's not stressing about Phoenix right now and like yeah, the exactly. things he needs to get in place before then. Like he he could like would it like it probably won't happen because there's so much that goes into it. But would it shock you if he just rails off four wins? He goes he goes Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, Phoenix, championship. Not at all, because we've talked about this with Larson all season, is that if they could just put together a friggin' race where they're not having to go through issues and he's not Tokyo drifting coming out of one of the corners like he did last week in Vegas. um, And he still won. That's crazy. And he still won. But, like, imagine 
if they're able to put it together for a, a string of races, I don't think there's anybody in the field that could compete with this team as a whole with the pit crew, the guy behind the wheel, and the crew chief, like as a whole, when they're hitting everything on all cylinders, they're like almost impossible to defeat. And it's really funny where me kind of like sort of mentioned it on the pod on the on the pre-race poll about well, if Larson's got somebody behind him that he doesn't think is good enough to compete with oh, him in yeah. Phoenix, he might just pull over a little bit or have like a tire issue and let that guy win so he's not so stressed about. I really, uh, somebody, I, I thought that was really funny. Obviously, no one expects that to actually happen. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was kind of a a funny aside. Yeah. No, it was. I, but yeah, no. Like, obviously, we're getting down to the point where uh, it, it's really hard to bet anybody that's not in the playoffs. And then they're especially if you go to Homestead. I mean, you really have to account for can these guys beat both Larson and Tyler Reddick when factoring in what their odds are. So I don't know. This week is probably going to be a, a shorter card for me just knowing that. So, yeah, I almost did it last week. I almost completely avoided the outright market. I probably should have done it given what happened. Yeah. Uh, me this too. may be another week <laughs> to just avoid the outright market uh, or find unique ways. Uh, Mark Harris, uh, Skybox NASCAR mentioned potentially going to just betting Chevy to win. Cause obviously you get some other exposure, um, thinking about it now, we'll have to check odds, but maybe just bet Team Hendrick to win because then you get a little lar- you get a Larson and you get a Byron. And we know even as rough as their season has been, Chase and Bowman both can pop and have a great week and win the race. Um, so like they're they're legitimate contenders. So that's another way to look at it. So there's always unique ways to attack it. Uh, if you haven't bet Larson at this point, it's probably best just to wait. Um, the odds of him just dusting the field in practice and qualifying <laughs> and being like minus 175 feels really low, but oh my know. gosh, could you imagine if he went off at like a max for inside two to one? Oh. Yeah, yeah, like all right. So, if not Larson, let's talk about the other options because it feels like there is another, you know, kind of a tier and then uh, another drop off. So, uh, Wormy mentioned it, a lot of people are excited about him, Tyler Reddick. I know both of us are holding season, uh, championship futures. Really hoping he can get to victory lane this week. Uh, as long as six to one, his price has gone down a little bit. Um, you know, most five five to one in a lot of places. Um, if he can get in the high line and do what he needs to do, he has a very real shot of winning this race. Uh, Martin Truex, uh, I fantasy race was tweeting about him earlier. Uh, in four of the last six Homestead races, Truex has been a top has been top three. Um, you know, he's been a contender in a lot of these races. I don't know what to do with Truex at this point because we were kind of excited about what he could do last week. And he was kind of MIA the speed that he had through like the first two thirds of the season seems to be gone. Um, yet he's being priced really aggressively. Obviously, Denny's right there. Another guy that could be you know, right, right there when it matters most, obviously uh, runs a little bit of a different race. So at the end of the day, he may be more of a top five, top three car than a winner. Um, and then William Byron, you know, I never count this kid out. He's been absolutely incredible all year long. Um, you know, if he's right there with Larson and Larson can kind of move over and throw the block and let Byron get the win um, and lock him into the final four, I don't think that would be crazy. So I guess 
of these four drivers, um, you know, at current prices, who's the most interesting? Are you just automatically crossing anyone off? Where's your head at? Yeah, so clearly I like Tyler Reddick going into this week because he is the he is the one B minus, I guess I would say, because I don't think he's as good as Kyle Larson, but yeah. Just on this track and where the the preferred line, like it's clearly it's Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick and then the rest of the field. So yep. I think definitely Reddick is probably the first guy that if you think somebody outside of Larson is going to win, I would definitely go to Reddick. But I have a hard time getting to the six to one number because Reddick hasn't exactly unloaded with speed and qualifying uh the past like month plus i know he's been good at the one and a half he qualified fifth at kansas he qualified i believe it was third at darlington which a lot of people are correlating because of the high tire wear yeah but you know it i don't know what happened this past weekend in las vegas but they definitely did not have the type of speed that was expected out of this team at a track that they've been really good at at a track type that they've been really good at. So I worry about how they're going to unload and whether or not we're going to see that. And with the expectation that Larson is probably going to be fast in practice and qualifying, I don't think Reddick's number is going to get much shorter as long as he doesn't reverse that and be the one that has the best car. Because yeah. even then, he's probably going a four to one. Um, yeah. You know, so I... Like it's hard Especially for me to get with, such a short with Larson priced the way he is. It's so hard for anyone else to be priced that aggressively. Like they, yeah, exactly. It, it, there's yeah. going to be fall off. Uh, well, speaking, and that's why it's curious that you have, you have, you have four guys inside eight to one. Like yeah. there's no way when you have a guy that's shorter than three to one to win a race, you can't, you can't bet that these four guys are, you know, they have, four times well i guess it's a little bit more than three times better chance or worse chance to win but those they're too short in my opinion yeah. if you have a guy that is that heavily favored yeah i mean i i guess byron or denny could potentially um separate themselves and maybe they're like five to one the other guys kind of drift more in the seven to eight range but um yeah i definitely agree with what you're saying um interesting note on reddick he was awesome in terms of total speed at charlotte darlington two in kansas but then Texas and Vegas the last two weeks, he's been like a yeah, top he's... 10 car um, instead of like a top five car. So that's really, really interesting to see. And over the course of the year, like Auto Club, he was kind of underwhelming. Uh, Vegas the first time, Kansas and Darlington the first time, pretty underwhelming in terms of like he's more of like a top 10, top 15 type car. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of peaked and now he's going back down a little bit. Um, and kind of, he's just running out of, uh, the end of the year. Just like I said, man, the 2023, the ebbs and flows of teams yeah. and their speed that they've had, like they could be on the downturn for some weird ass reason. Yep. Uh, we'll keep it rolling. We'll talk about the other ones. Um, obviously we're going to keep our actual contenders talk, um, shorter this week. Cause they're, it really feels like it's Larson and then a gap, and then it's Reddick, and then there's <laughs> and then a gap, gap, and then yeah. there's kind of the Toyotas, and I think the two names that could legitimately throw their their nose in that conversation, Kyle Busch, at his peak, is good enough to win this race, has a great track history there, obviously the auto club comp is uh, perfect for Kyle Busch. But he's also, you know, very much like ebbed and flowed all season long. 
was great at Auto Club, kind of stunk at first Vegas, um, had some pops at Darlington. So like he's good at Auto Club. He's good at Darlington um, in terms of total speed. And then it's kind of been like a top 10 car at Kansas, Texas, and Vegas to found, close it out. So, you know, he, he's somebody that, you know, we'll see. And I think Ross Chastain is very much in that conversation as well. It looked really good last week. Obviously, even in his rough patches this year at mile and a half at other intermediates with high tire wear has looked really, really good. Um, so for me, that's kind of where I cut it off at about uh, at the 16 to one price um, in terms of outright market. Do you want to do you include potential winners? Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick. I will say of the guys that have the longer odds, I definitely think that trio of Fords between yeah. Blaney and the RFK guys, if you're going to throw a dart on a long shot, I think it's one of these three drivers just because of what's on the line for Blaney and Busher. And then Brad yeah. Keselowski, look, um, he's getting a lot of talk this week. He's getting steamed up and clearly they've, they had something. And if anybody is going to be able to, maintain track position or find some sort of some sort of speed uh it's kozlowski who has actually been really damn good at miami throughout his career and then even when you look at busher he's always performed admirably here even before rfk had shown this type of you know uh talent wise in terms of just the cars and the equipment he had been running like near the top 10 so i think Busher is Busher and Keselowski are probably my two favorite dart throws. And then obviously Blaney, who was good here last year before he spun out and brought out that late, that late caution. And, you know, they were whatever people want to say, like he was good at Vegas. If they didn't, if they didn't suffer that issue on pit road that put them back about four or five spots, I think he's probably a top three car. Maybe he's running up there with Christopher bell trying to catch Larson at the end because Blaney's long run speed was incredible in Vegas. And that's a complete 180 from what we saw early in the season. So this team could be vice versa to what we just said about Reddick. He could be on the upswing in terms of equipment and how they're unloading. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think all of that makes sense. I think if you want to get involved in outright market, getting in on kind of this area of the board makes sense. Cause if you expect um, somebody to pop and actually have a decent week, um, this could be the, uh, this could be the way to, to get that done. Um, I'm also looking like Busher is interesting but I also feel like next week uh, at Martinsville might be his best shot to actually get a win and find his way into the final four. I know he's somebody that traditionally does better on flatter tracks, on shorter yeah. tracks, or he, you know, either that or give him like, you know, super speedways or Michigan or something. But um, <laughs> for a guy that struggled or not struggled, like didn't do as well and then really got hot in kind of the section of the of the season where that doesn't really have a true comp uh martinsville is probably the closest thing to places where he does pretty well so um that could be an interesting way to to think about him and maybe he's more of a you know a guy who just wants to have a really good finish put himself in position where if he wins the race all of a sudden he's looking really good for the final four so um I'm probably with you. Like, I don't know that I'm betting any of the Fords, but um, 
you know, at this point, I think they, I think this is kind of the range of the board that especially yeah. if you can get 20 to one on any of these guys, it, that could be a, a bet that we're talking about when we record on Saturday that all of a sudden, you know, they're 14 or 12 to one because they looked awesome in practice and qualifying. And, you know, there is a lot of excitement about the RFK boys and, you know, see if, if the buzz plus the back it up, backing it up, plus the money the books are taking, um, you know, it could be a recipe for uh, the number to shorten. That being said, at this point, Brian, have you added any outrights to your card? I have zero. I just have such a hard time getting down on those super short odds on a guy yeah. like Reddick. So if if you were to make a bet, obviously we're not doing it because of the odds, but it really seems like it's Larson and Reddick. If not one of those two, is there anyone else close that you're like, I could see myself talking to? Is it one of the Fords? Is it maybe a Toyota? Honestly, I mean, I feel like Denny is somebody that uh, he, he I mean, he's great at Darlington. Um, he's okay here like i'm not gonna say he's great at miami but he's yeah. good here and you know we talked about this going into last week if anybody has been the fastest car um consistently wise i think it, it is hamlin and you know i i don't hate the eight to one that you could get but again it's just so hard to get down on any of these guys with both larson and reddick at the top of the board and just the expectation that Larson's going to look great in practice and qualifying that number is probably going to go to 250 and then you <laughs> might get and then you might get like a yeah. eight and a half or nine on Denny if he doesn't qualify the yeah grade. yeah um I'm with you on Denny I'm a little gun shy after last week I, he was my <laughs> yeah triple gold lock stamp of the week and uh, hey Toyota is actually they outside of Christopher Bell to the Toyotas didn't run all that all that great no, but this is a place I believe Full Tank with Phil uh, was talking about it. This is a place where Toyotas traditionally have done pretty well, so mm -hmm. might be an interesting spot um, to get in back, get involved. So obviously the markets are all over the board. You know, if you're looking at top tens, like Larson's minus eight hundred to top ten, wild numbers. <laughs> that um, is, um, but there is a few that I want to get down on, especially at this point of the week. I'm gonna add Kyle Busch to top ten. Uh, I expect him to be run, running well. Um, and actually, let me find the uh, here it is. It's 2015 at Homestead. This is all per iFantasy Race, uh, which is an amazing Twitter follow uh, full of great nuggets. Kyle Bush has two wins, uh, 4.9 average finish and eight straight top tens. Um, Auto Club is probably one of the closest per him. And then, uh, and you know, obviously he does amazing there. Fourth best total speed ranking at com at the over the combined races at high high highway intermediates and uh, one and a halfs in the next gen car. So, uh, I I just think all of that leads to Kyle Busch being an elite uh, option as a top ten. He's minus one twenty. I would grab that. Sooner than later, I think as I think when we recap to talk um, on Saturday, that number is much, much longer. Yeah, I I definitely see that, especially with the eight uh, performed well here in Tyler Reddick's mm -hmm. couple of runs. So, you know, we've talked about this at length this season at tracks that the eight did well in. It clearly had speed. And then Kyle Busch is probably in terms of just overall driver, a little bit better than Tyler Reddick. So yeah. I think Bush can put it there and then. 
for me, the first top 10 bet that I'm going to go to is I'm going to ride the trend of what I'm seeing right now, and that's the track house, guys. So Chastain, top 10, minus 130. I'm going to hit that right now. I expect him to probably unload pretty quick, practice and qualifying, look a little bit better, and do what he doesn't know traditionally do, and that's qualify well. And then this number is probably minus 160, minus 170 as we hit Sunday. And then this is a guy who... He ran inside the top five or near the top five all day in Vegas, and he finished runner up here last year. So uh, I think Chastain is definitely on the up. And I think getting in on him now is smart because while he doesn't traditionally qualify super well, mile and a half intermediates, a place where he does really well. I think yep. eight of his last 10 uh, has have been inside the top 10 at, at, at those tracks. So um, something uh, I really like that number. I'm really tempted to put Keselowski in there, Brian. I don't know how I want to attack him. He's obviously minus 130 here at a top 10. Um, I could go up to maybe a top five market. And I'm just get... going to admit, I'm going to do everybody a favor, and, and I'm not going to touch Keselowski numbers, so that way everybody can cash when he does well. Because anytime I back him, he'll be the first one that wrecks out. So You're, you're a true hero, Brian. I appreciate you ever so much. With that being said, Brad Keselowski, welcome to the betting card. Because <laughs> um... I will admit, like... I do expect him to run really well here. Yeah. And I, I am a little worried that it's good. We're, we're just doing the bubble walls thing again from last week, but minus minus one thirty is a pretty good price in market. So I kind of like, uh, kind of like that. Uh, let me remind that. Um, all right, let's see. So Chase Elliott's even money. I don't hate that. Kevin yeah, Harvick. That. This is the Kevin Harvick tra- uh, like m- memorial race. They're calling it forever, obviously, in his honor. Uh, Bush even let him put Budweiser on the card. Uh, one of his throwback paint schemes. Um, big week for him. Are we a sucker if we go with the top 10? Or should we be like, this is free money? They're going to find a way to get him there. What are we doing? I'm not touching it. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, if he's look, he should top 10 in a vacuum, but I just don't trust that. <laughs> oh, no. I top 10 in the vacuum. Their cars are trash. Yeah. They're not good. I really don't think, even if they had Kyle Larson driving those things as good as he is, he wouldn't even be able to manufacture that, good. That would be a fun. What the what you should do for an all-star race is take the back markers and the front markers and Make swap them. Switch them. Vehicles? Like BJ McLeod gets the Hendrick car for a week and uh, <laughs> Larson drops it, jumps in like a Rick Ware vehicle. It should just uh, be a lottery. They could they could do like the balls and they can like, pick names out of a hat for yeah, who gets this to drive week, for Alex Bowman is driving for Spire. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Kyle Larson driving the number 77. That would be fun. Alex Bowman plus 180 to top 10. We talked a little bit about he's actually a, you know, obviously uh, of the of the people that could win this race. He's on the list. He's much lower down. Um, Was good at Auto Club, was good at the Vegas the first time, obviously didn't race Kansas or Darlington one Um, has been not great since coming back, but has been kind of a. 12 to 15 in terms of speed. 
getting almost two to one. Should we be considering that? Or is he somebody at this point you're just going to let him go and not worry about it at this point? Like, what? where's your head at? Yeah, it's just it's hard to gauge the guys on teams. So like an HMS where they have two two drivers. I mean, not so much Larson. So more of like this stuff will be going towards William Byron. But I like I almost feel like Bowman is the guinea pig of the group because they're using him at test different setups to test different things to make everybody else better and really not give a crap about where he finishes. So he's basically at a disadvantage in terms of when it comes to Sunday. Yeah. If we're buying the track house stuff, Daniel, Suarez, I do think the Suarez number is decent. Yeah. Plus two sixty, That feels good. Um, was third in terms of total speed at auto club has been not great in terms of speed. was obviously able to get a result this week. Uh, I'm going to add the Suarez. Cause if he comes out and looks decent, that number is probably cut in half. It's like a plus 150, 130 kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate that. I did want to hit on the the Austin Dillon 4-1 uh, to one yeah. top 10. I know that's been hit f- pretty quickly this week. You heard Wormy, or if you didn't hear Chris Wormy on the NASCAR Breaking Preview Show, he got it at 6-1. to one. Uh, A lot of people are in on that. Dylan's been great here that's at so Homestead, but I threw out a couple of numbers that are pretty worrisome if you're looking at the Dylan bet is that Dude hasn't top 10 in 11 straight races, and he has six top 10s in 2023. Five of the six were either a ninth or a 10th place finish. So it's not like he's breaking that mark by multiple spots. Like he's barely cracking the top 10. And we're talking about a driver who is sole purpose, basically this season, has been to help Kyle Busch. And, you know, Dylan has just been a mediocre middle-of-the-pack guy all year. (laughs) So I just don't, I can't trust past results from him in 2023. <clears throat> he is six to one on DraftKings. So if you want the full six, you could go there. Um, Yeah. And I was going to ask you, maybe we should push a little bit, but I think, you know, him hit a great, amazing week for him is like ninth. So that's what I'm saying. Like he is six not to one a- if you want a lottery ticket, but understand that it's much yeah. more of a lottery ticket than anything else. Yeah, his his floor is much lower than what his ceiling is. And even if he's having a good week, like he could easily wreck at any point and then you're finishing 28th and you're like, why the hell did I bet exactly. Austin Dillon? But By the way, you can get Daniel Suarez at 3-1 on uh, DK. Okay, let's ride. Uh, actually, let's price shop all this. That's why you price shop this stuff, people. Get get the best of the number because uh let's see Bowman is two to one, so I'll take that. Um wait, I didn't bet that, never mind. But he's two to one. Uh let's see Keslowski and KFB. So Keslowski you can get minus a buck thirty is the best. So I'll take that. And then KFB minus one twenty. So Caesars giveth and Caesars taketh away. Yep. Um, any interest in the John Hunter experience? No. Okay. No, I'm not messing around with easy. that. Easy. All right. Let's look at head to heads. Oh, I want to look at two more things. So let's go manufacturer. Down. So winning team, Hendrick oh. Motorsports. Uh, I think you can get Chevy to win the race. Where's Chevy? Uh, 
we not have that? We got. They might have. They might have pulled it because it was getting. Oh, winning manufacturer. There it is. Yeah, Chevy is even money. Yeah. So would you rather? So betting Chevy. If you're gonna bet an even money bet to get some Larson without going all the way in. Um. Oh, they rearranged the website. That's what happened. Or maybe I just stretched the screen out. Either way. Larson, um, if you want, you know, Chev- I'd rather bet Chevy at 100 than Hendrick at 100. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you also open up to Chastain, Bush. KFG. Yeah. That's really it. Maybe Daniel Suarez. Mm. Probably not. <laughs> Top Toyota. Uh, Reddick at plus 250 is kind of nice. And actually, I'm going to add that right now. Because like, I want some Reddick in my life. And I'm worried about Kyle Larson doing Kyle Larson things. Um, so I'm going to take that. I almost feel like. No, can't get there. So the top Ford market is interesting. There was some booty chatter about that in the comments of the of the live stream. Busher and Keselowski, 225, Blaney, 260. But then you get to like Harvick at 475, Logano at six, um, and then another massive step. So. A bunch of guys that have no business even being listed. Um, yeah. It, what about Austin Sindrick, 85 to one? No chance. Um, honestly, like in this market here, I, I think this is probably the best way to go after these guys. Um because the Toyotas are probably going to be really strong, and you there's a there's a chance that say it's like Larson, Byron, Denny, Reddick, Truex, and the top Ford is like seventh or eighth or something. Because it's going to be hard for these guys to compete when the they really only have three drivers that are even remotely possible, in my opinion, to compete for a top five at at best. Yeah. Uh, and then okay, we covered all that. That's interesting. Uh, matchups, matchups. Fastest qualifier, Larson. <laughs> That's crazy. Minus one ten. Yeah, it should be like three to one. That's just ridiculous. Iron at plus six fifty is not crazy, given what the rest of the guys are priced at. Um, we could do the Chastain thing again at fourteen to one, but yeah, this is probably a market to avoid this week. Uh, race so in the last three homestead races, Denny Hamlin actually has the best average starting position huh. with Brad Keselowski, the second best at 6.3 of all the drivers that have raced in the last three. Interesting. I don't hate that. Uh, Caesars does have a few interesting things. You can get Christopher Bell at 14. There was a. Uh, Byron and uh, Verstappen to win ten to one. So you know, if you look, you can find some boost. This is what I'm betting, based on what Brian just said and Denny's starting position. I am going to take Denny over Larson. That's not bad. In qualifying, obviously, mo- I think Larson will probably be the. Um, Will probably be the the better qualifier most of the time, but I'm getting plus one sixty five to do that. I will take that. I think that's yeah. a good. I think that's a good number. 
Uh, Keselowski probably between him and Chase. Uh, Truex. KFB plus one fifty five. Bell's been really good at qualifying. Yeah, I'm not That's fading him at all. He's somebody that's hard to fade. Uh, Denny versus Byron. Do I need Denny to basically pull it or pretty close in order to beat Larson? And then in that case, does he beat Byron? I guess Byron could still pull it. Mm. That's yeah, the mean, race. That's the race. Never mind. Yeah. I was just going to say, though, like, I could see Reddick putting it on pole and say uh, Denny finishing second and then yeah. Larson third. Yeah. Cause what if Larson gets into the wall, which he has a, you know, he's got a track record of doing. Uh, I already added it a different way, but I'm adding, um, Reddick over Truex. Obviously I like Reddick to be the, the, um, top Toyota. Top Toyota. Yeah. So if I can get plus one Oh five, just for that head to head, I will take that as well. All right. And then, Roman over Logano plus a hundred. No, I'm not fading that a hole because think about it. He last year he he used he was focused on Phoenix, so it's like he had no eyes on this track. Whereas this year he's only racing for each individual race. So I think Logano could probably be better than what we think. Kyle Busch plus one twenty five versus Chris Bell. I'm a little worried about Chris Bell. I think he might be too good. I'm adding Daniel Suarez over Eric Jones at minus 115 because I think Trackhouse is better than. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let's see what other matchups we can potentially wrangle. So, um, Gibbs versus Logano, Logano versus Harvick. Um, oh, I got some uh, gone in 60 seconds going on I'm on the street outside. People are doing donuts. They're very <laughs> excited about our podcast. Uh, fucking douche nozzle. Um, none of these are any of these jumping out to you as I scroll by. Blaney minus one hundred five versus Chastain. Uh, Jones is yeah. minus one hundred five against Suarez here, so getting him at minus one fifteen feels nice. Oh, but wait, but I could get I could get uh like minus a third of a point. At Bet Rivers. Hey, take your minus 114. Take what you can get. That's right, baby. Um, Okie doke. Anything else we need to look at? No, I think I'm yeah. I think I'm straight right now. My card is already a little overextended for what I like anyway. So that's that's I'm on I'm on brand. So let's review. <laughs> let's give the people our bet our favorite bet at this point. And we'll go there. So, so very like uh, placing matchup heavy card. I think for me this week, I don't know if I'll get any outright exposure at all, but we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting week from an outright perspective. KFB top ten minus one twenty. Brad K top ten minus one thirty. I feel like both of those are going to move pretty significantly. Uh, Suarez to top ten three to one. I just think that's a good number for a guy that. Seems to be trending in the right direction and for Trackhouse to be where they are. I mean, on, Mar on Tyler Reddick this week, I worry about Kyle Larson just dusting the field. So I'm going top Toyota at plus 250 and then Reddick over Truex at plus 105. 
Um, and then qualifying. I'm just going to see if Denny can beat Kyle Larson in qualifying. Um, and I'm getting plus 165 to do that. So I, I like that quite a bit. Brian has two and only two bets. Ross, the boss, to top 10, minus 130. I like that a lot as well. Um, and then uh, and then uh, Daniel Suarez over Eric Jones at minus 114. Brian Twining, is one of your best bets currently on your card, or do you have a third <laughs> one you're going to sneak in? Yes, it is. And I'm going to go with the watermelon man himself in his home state, mind you, Florida, uh, top 10. I, I think he's going to do really well here. And although I say you can't take anything from the spring uh, into this race, when you look at that race, Chastain was really good there. So clearly he's got a handle on this track type uh, and he's trending in the right direction after a really good Vegas Vegas. Trip. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm rocking the track house hat. So obviously I'm on board with that. Um, I'm going to try and lock in some value. I think Reddick is going to qualify really well, and I'm a little worried about Marty's speed. Um, so I'm going to take that plus one Oh five at this point. I think that, I think that flips when we talk on Saturday night. Um, and that number, uh, feels really good. So I'm jumping on that. I'm going to grab a piece and see where I can get, put a few units on it, see what we can do. Uh, that is Brian Twining. I am Kyle Robert. Uh, if you have thoughts, if you have somebody you really like this week, not named Kyle Larson, let us know down in the comments. Uh, appreciate everybody who's been on board with us all season long. We really have uh, seen our numbers go and uh, appreciate all the interactions. Appreciate every, everybody who's helped us along the way. If you want to see more of my face, come join me uh, and Seth Wilcock tomorrow on the back road. Uh, I'll be on in between media. Uh, I'll link that down in the description as well. Uh, we'll be talking some betting. We'll be talking some DFS tiers. Um, we'll do a Vegas reaction. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, probably have some fun, talk a little NASCAR, hopefully give out some winners. We'll see what we can do. That's Brian Twining. I'm Kyle Robert. We will be back. We will record Saturday night, um, maybe even Saturday day as us West Coasters yeah. are going to be up at 6 a.m. for practice and qualifying. I love uh, it. I love it. Fresh pot of coffee. Uh, Na NASCAR qualifying. Roll right into uh, Ohio State beating Penn State. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> setting up for a really nice Saturday. That is Brian Twining. I'm Kyle Robert. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you next time.